Hi, welcome to Shift. It's PwC Canada's podcast series, and we're digging into key digital trends and topics that can make your business transformation a reality. I'm your host, John Finkelstein, and I'm also the creative director of PwC Canada. Here we are at House at the Brand Stars event. I'm here with Claudette McGowan, Chief Information Officer, Enterprise Technology Employee Experience at BMO. And just like Uva, I plucked you from the cocktail reception. You certainly did. Uh, actually, post, post awards. <laughs> First of all, congratulations Thank on you. being a Brand Star. Thank you very much. Are you much. surprised? I'm very surprised because I am used to being in the four walls of the bank and just really like churning out solutions and delivering for you know 45,000 people. So I don't know how they found me, but I'm honored. Um, that they did. But you're a brand star. Yeah. Right? Less yeah. about marketing star, yes. advertising star. Yes. It's about championing brands. Yes. And creating amazing experiences yeah. for people inside and outside the bank. Yes. So I'm curious, what project are you particularly proud of this year? Uh, the project I'm most proud of is our urban campus. So we're building a 400,000 square foot facility. Um, we're gonna. It's gonna be at the Eaton Center, so you know, landmark, marquee um, kind of location. Right next um, to the Sparrow. It's gonna be above, <laughs> <laughs> above the Nordstrom. So very, very key place for uh, us that like to shop, um, and it's really about creating digital solutions for our customers. So it's not open yet, but we're doing a lot of the work to get it ready um, for the, the big reveal. That's really cool. Yes. Can you tell me a little bit more about it? Like what are people gonna do there? Yeah. Sounds really cool. Yeah, so if you think about our 12 million customers, they wanna you know, get things fast. They wanna make sure that you know, their, their dreams, their aspirations are being realized through the products that we, we bring to, to bear. And um, we're gonna have teams that put things together, leveraging AI, leveraging robotics. And like, here's a bank coming up with quick solutions, but things that are gonna hit the mark and help them really achieve their dreams and aspirations. I love that. First of all, it's really cool and quite unexpected for an FS. Yes, yeah, right? a 202 year old FS. I mean, think about <laughs> that, right, if you're listening. You know, I love talking with clients such as yourself who work in very large organizations. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of um, clients or organizations think they can't change because yeah. they're so big yes, or yeah. they have uh, a, a legacy or you know 200 years of doing it the same old yes, way yes, I yes. love that so it's a it really is a, a good reason that you're a brand star a shining star yes, in yes. that so congrats on that thank you so was it hard to push an agenda like that um, I, I think it, a lot of it came from our senior leadership our, our CEO is I, I would say a visionary um, and he saw like the future where things were going and that you cannot you know, do the same things that you used to do and expect different results. And yeah, so I think, you know, setting the tone, definition of insanity, I think that's, that's where you're going. going. <laughs> yes, yes. And no one's insane. <laughs> um, and, and really kind of galvanized the team and rallied behind, you know, what do you envision for the future? Who are we building for? Are we building for ourselves? Are we building for Gen Z, Alpha, mm -hmm. beyond? And I think we're really building for the future. I love that. Yeah. I hope people really take that to heart because you know, especially when the thing that you said, we're not building for ourselves. Because yeah. I think yeah. a lot of organizations tend to do that. Yes. They build what they think people want, but yes. you're going where the people are yes. and delivering stuff that they want, yeah. which is amazing. And co-creating, I think that's big. I we're think to, to, to get the voice of the customer involved in what you're doing so that it's not a big ta-da five, 10 months later, it's right. hey, we built this together, we took an iterative approach, and now we can love what we built together. Yeah. I have to high five you right yeah, now. Yeah, all right, awesome. Because I, I love that. It's so good. <laughs> yes. And that's a, a big thing, you know, at PwC, that we're, you know, human centered designer co creation yes. is fundamental to what we do. Mm -hmm. So it's so great to hear you doing that. Yes. Uh, that leads me to my next question How do you foster 
a culture of innovation and creativity. Yeah, yeah. Especially in a big bank. Yeah, it's tapping into the hearts and minds of the humans. That's really what it's all about. Okay. Um, and much like we build with the customers, we build with the employees. And you hear a lot about customer journeys. Mm -hmm. We're doing a lot about employee journeys. Because if you've got really engaged, motivated, you know, valued employees, they will go to the end of the earth to deliver for the customers. So I think we recognize that you have to do things with purpose, you have to do it with intent, and you have to do it together. So do you have any, any advice or tips for listeners who really want to create a, a compelling or awesome customer or employee experience? Yeah, I, I have a couple of things. I, you know, if you listen to anything I say, it's going to be, wow, she said that again. But I, I always tell people, one, find the weakness and be the strength. Most people see a fire and they run away from it. And, but you need someone to run towards the fire. You need them to put it out and then to examine and say, well, why did the fire happen in the first place and how do we prevent it? So I think that's really big around, you know, doing the big, hairy, audacious things that most people don't do. And the other thing is recognize for where we are today, there's a lot of reasons why things are not perfect, but um, I'm really focused on the present and the future. And I always ask people, do you want to be a prisoner of the past or a pioneer of the future? And I'd love everyone to be a pioneer of the future. Here with CEO of EcoBee, Stuart Lombard. Stuart, you're an honoree at uh, Adweek's Brand Stars. Congratulations. Were, were you surprised? I was a bit surprised. You know, it was awesome to be mentioned and to be honored, obviously, in the company of some awesome companies. And, you know, one of the reasons I was a bit surprised is because we're a relatively small company. And so to be a challenger brand and to be recognized was awesome. And kudos to the team for, uh, for getting us there. Do you think being a challenger brand allows you more latitude, leeway to do things a bit differently than the front runner? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we have a lot more things that we can that we can do. We did a really fun thing um, for Earth Day called Heated Discussions, where we did a, uh, a focus group and we brought in client climate deniers and and in the focus group room we you know we raised the temperature and we created a bit of like a hurricane inside the room. Anyway, it was really fun. Just some really great outcomes and you know the participants had fun too. But it was it was really around you know generating awareness around climate change. But that was something where you know we didn't have to worry about you know. We're going to, you know, upset advertisers or that kind of thing. And, and you know, we, we had the ability to really say, like, hey, we're a challenger brand. You know, we stand for energy efficiency. We believe in climate change. And we believe in making the world a better place. And, and so we can take some of those risks that maybe others can't take. Well, here's a question about innovation I'm just curious about. What is your stance on net new innovation versus taking things that exist and optimizing them or new uses or whatever. And I'll give you an example. So Ecobee does a great job of integrating Alexa or weather data or all these different things and bringing them together to create something new. I would say that's kind of taking existing and kind of you know putting it to new use versus, hey, we're going to come out with a brand new way of doing X or Y. Thoughts? We're doing both, right? And I think, um, you know, I think innovation is really about integrative thinking more than anything else, right? And so I think the people who are innovating are a lot of the time being able to, like, see something in, some, in a field that's maybe totally unrelated and relating it back to what you're doing over here and creating a new product or a, or a new functionality or a new way of doing things. And so a lot of innovation, I think, is around that. The other thing that we've done is we've opened up Ecobee Labs. And Ecobee Labs is really about creating dedicated time, space, and resources to just work on problems, 
right? And I think, you know, as a product company, um, often you're on a product release timeline, right? So you're trying to get this out for that quarter. You know, we need to get this out for the, you know, holiday shopping season as an example, right? Um, and it's very hard to do that when you are inserting risk into the, into the problem, right? And so if you have something or an idea that you want to test out, it's very hard to do it in the context of a product roadmap because when you run close on time, you're going to go, okay, cut that because we don't have time to continue to experiment. And so creating a lab really allows you to, um, you know, to test and, and explore things. It's also very engaging for your employees, right? So you'll find employees will have something that they're really interested in. Um, so radar, for example, is something we're looking at right now. Employees are very excited about it. And so you can say to a group of employees, okay, you've got three months to go explore radar, right? And maybe you come back with something that maybe you don't, um, but it's time bound, but you get to go work on a project that you really like. And, and that I think is incredibly engaging for employees. What would they do with radar? Oh, I can't tell you. Okay, because I, I was I was immediately going to Fuzzbuster. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Just showing my age here for, yeah. for a sec. Awesome. Where'd the name come from? Oh, it was part of a long focus group at the very beginning uh, when we started the business. So we started the business. There were like three engineers, and my sister said, "Like three engineers, you guys need to do some branding." And so we did focus groups, and I remember we were explaining the concept to people, and you're you know sitting behind the two-way glass mm-hmm. and aren't getting it and I'm like pulling my hair out and like anyway out of that came the name uh, Ecobee and it's really I think about um, you know a few things Um, one is obviously um, you know we we have an environmental positioning to our product we are really trying to help people um, reduce their environmental footprint Um, but bees are also social animals they uh, help each other out they live in hives They actually air condition their hives and so there are lots of reasons why uh, why you know bees work well with what we're trying to accomplish yeah the, the, the pack it's just it's just a great brand thanks i grabbed uh uva stuckman who is svp marketing at loblaw um i plucked him from the cocktail party to chat with us so thank you so much for doing this but congratulations on being named a brand star thank you thank you very much we have a couple of questions here and the one that i'm most interested in uh, actually for me is how, how do you find at Loblaw you're fostering a culture of innovation? I think I'm blessed uh, with, with the portfolio of fantastic brands that, uh, that we have at Loblaw. As stewards of those brands, we, we work hard to try and find new and, and constantly innovative ways to bring those brands to market. It really is in the DNA of our company. Innovation is in the DNA of our company. We're 100 years old. President's Choice has been a relentless innovator in, in food, and marketing innovation goes back to the roots of, of President's Choice. So it is a bit the way we do business. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in marketing specifically, it is uh, you know really really believing in an agile culture, believing in, uh, in empowerment, and having a great team that does uh, great work. So I love that because the empowering people to feel like they have a role in innovation so important. Yeah. You know when they when they feel like they can't or it's not operationalized or whatever, and they feel like, oh, you know what, I have a great idea, but I'm afraid to tell people about yeah. it. What yeah. if I get fired? That yeah. would be bad. So um, i love to hear that. Speaking about uh, innovation for a second, love to hear your thoughts on how you think innovation and exceptional customer experience, h- how do they intertwine or intersect? Well, retail is all about customer experience. It's all about a real physical customer experience. And one of the things that we have to make sure in our Marketing innovation is that uh, our brand messaging and our brand stays true to the customer experience. I think that's the biggest thing. We can't create a communications program that, that doesn't ring true when, when the consumer walks into the store. So making sure that the message 
rings true and that it's not only understood by, by the entire team uh, in the store, but embraced and loved by the entire team in the store. So for us, you know, at least half the work is, uh, is to inspire our people and the other half is to inspire customers. I love it. What are you particularly proud of this year? Oh, it's, been a, it's been a great year so far. It's early on still, but it's been a great year. We're in year three of our, of our Eat Together campaign, which is really uh, our, our attempt to create a movement to mm -hmm. get Canadians to eat together and to make uh, you know, the country a better place by sharing a meal. And we have over, over half a million Canadians have pledged uh, to participate in our, in our Eat Together program this year and have pledged to break bread on our Eat Together Day, which is, uh, which is coming up in June, and share a meal. And then our No Frills campaign around haulers uh, continues to kind of break new ground. This year we launched a uh, video game uh, with, with haulers and we've had over 300,000 people play this throwback uh, arcade video game and, and uh, get some PC Optimum points in the, in, in the process. That's another example of sort of a, a, a different way to, to, to take a brand to market. I thought that was really smart when I read about it actually because, you know, back in the earlier days of digital, when brands were looking to do you know, immersive experiences and get people to interact. They would, they might have done a game, yep. but there wasn't an actual, there wasn't an actual reward. It might have been a perceived value of some kind, right. but to actually right. tie it into PC points, yeah. super smart. Yeah. I have a personal question about Eat Together. Yep. So, where did that idea come from? Was that, is that born out <coughs> of how, how you were raised or how it's important to you? Because it, it makes sense for, for me. It was born in the lead up to Canada 150, and we, we thought about how as a, as a proudly Canadian brand, we would celebrate this big anniversary for Canada. And what we didn't want to do is to create some flag-waving moment. We wanted to make sure that what, what we do is, is truly and authentically Canadian. And, and uh, so an inclusive way of getting people together and to, to eat together around, uh, around a table is you know, the best sort of representation of what this country is about. So, so that, that's really where that started. And it surprised us. We launched it as a, uh, a film on New Year's Eve leading into, leading into the 150 and immediately got uh, enormous pickup online. And, and mm -hmm. you know, I think, uh, I don't know the exact number, but we're somewhere north of 150 million views of uh, the collection of our Eat Together films that we've done. We're in year three now. So we've had a, uh, you know, a, a significant impact in having people think about uh, the importance of e eating together and, and, uh, and then actually doing it. I think um, there are other cultures that do a much better job yeah. of being together. Yeah. For me, even all the years, so I've been in advertising for 27 years. And um, for the exception of when I, I, was, I was at Grip Limited for almost 10 years as a partner mm -hmm. there, and I joined shortly after the agency started. So it was basically like working for a startup. And I always think eating together with my family is so important, yeah. you know, to the point of, except for like maybe a couple of years in there where I was like <laughs> too, too damn busy. I'm just wondering, what does being named a brand star mean to you? You know, it's, a, it's an amazing honor to, to be part of that, that group of individuals that are being recognized here today. It's a, it's a humbling experience, actually, to, to be, uh, you know, I, I, at first thought it was some kind of a joke. But, uh, who is, <laughs> who is who this? Is this? <laughs> did I win a cruise? What, what is happening? But, but it, it did feel sort of like, wow, and I'm humbled. To me, it's just, uh, it's my team that is actually being recognized and the work that my team's doing. Uh, you know, I just happen to be the name on the trophy, but it's, it's, uh, it's really the team that did the work. So thank you so much for spending this time with us. Again, congratulations to all the great work at Moblaw on being a brand star, and I hope you have a fabulous evening. Awesome. Well, thanks for having thank me. You. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Shift. You can get more details at pwc.com slash ca slash shift.
If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, subscribe to our podcast series. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, or your preferred podcast platform. Just so you know, this podcast has been prepared by PricewaterhouseCoopers LLP, an Ontario limited liability partnership for general guidance on matters of interest only and does not constitute professional advice. Until next time.